0: Welcome back to Getting to the Top where I interview transformational leaders about their leadership journey in hopes of inspiring you on your own leadership journey and together we learn new things about these amazing people. Today I have with me Catalina Valencia. She's a global expert in economic development and she is the executive director of Princeton Development for the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development, also known as DEED. And she's been working with communities and businesses on building and growing their presence in Minnesota. She is absolutely inspiring and passionate and and just fun to be with. So I'm really delighted that she agreed to allow us to have this conversation with her today. And with that, I'll give Catalina an opportunity to introduce herself. Welcome, Catalina.
1: Thank you, Raquel. And thank you so much for having me today. I've seen Uh, some of the videos from previous interviews and seeing the magnificent woman you've had uh, in this space. And I'm honored to be here today. So thank you very much. So, uh, yes, you said it, I'm uh, an economic developer. I've been doing economic development my entire life from many different perspectives. Uh, I am now with the Minnesota, uh, with the state and I lead the business development team. So we work with uh, business attraction, retention and expansion. And I'm also Colombian. I was born in Colombia, grew up in Colombia, went to the university in Colombia and have been in the U.S. for the past 21 years. So this is also my country. I'm a mom uh, to two kids, uh, one a girl of 11 and a boy of nine. And uh, again, happy to be here.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So tell us about, you know, what
1: first interested you
0: in economic development?
1: So I have uh, my dad. uh, He's always had his own business. Uh, He's an entrepreneur and uh, he pretty much showed me uh, the relevance, the importance that businesses have in the economic engine of communities. I always knew, uh, I don't know specifically why, but I always wanted to be professionally involved in helping my community grow, be better, and helping the people in my community. And my dad uh, was a fantastic example for me to help me understand how businesses contributed uh, to that. So uh, very early on, uh, I knew I wanted to work uh, not only in economic development, but also doing economic development, supporting businesses uh, and, and helping in their growth. So very early on, uh, that's the path I chose. Uh, when I started doing this, uh, it was when globalization uh, was taking hold across the world. And uh, in Colombia, actually we were having, our constitution changed. Uh, we were uh, getting and opening our doors to global markets. So uh, that idea of not only supporting businesses, but how relevant it was going to be for making their growth possible into the future uh, and and being able to play in those international markets was very important for me. And that's how uh, my very first steps in economic development were more on that expert promotion side of things. And that's where I started.
0: Fantastic. So your dad inspired you into economic development, and you said at a very early age. How early are we talking? Were you
1: nine, fifteen, twenty-four? I I think when I started thinking about, I, I I would say in high school when I started thinking about. Uh, what do I want to do with my life? And um, I always felt that calling of, again, doing community work and and working in something that would help my community. Um, And then uh, when I started thinking specifically as to what I wanted to be doing my entire life, uh, for me, I've always thought of my job as my life, as as part Mm -hmm. of my life. I feel all of us, we devote, I don't know the the exact percentage. I don't know if somebody's made a a, a study on on how much we devote uh, to to our jobs, but I would say 80% of our lives um, goes into our jobs. And we better make it fun and and fulfilling for us uh, so that we, 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 we can feel complete and uh, that, was, that was very important for me. So when I started thinking about that, uh, that's when um, I thought about economic development and I thought about, uh, I actually started with some friends early on uh, getting my, my feet wet into politics. And uh, soon enough, I learned, uh, no, this is not what I want to do. And then I realized the line I wanted to be in was uh, more the economic development uh, in working with businesses and working on initiatives and programs that would support business growth.
0: All right. So tell me, so what what business was your dad in?
1: My dad, he, he still has it. It's been 40 47 years now, I wow. believe, that he's had his business. Um, so uh, he uh, imports and distributes and uh, supplies uh, very large companies in uh, the region I'm from. Uh, I'm from Cali, uh, Colombia. And uh, he supplies metals, uh, steel uh, to a large industry that utilizes uh, that steel and those metals uh, to manufacture for the most part uh, spare parts for machinery and equipment. So okay. uh, he's been doing that for for many, many years. I know today they do much more than that, but that's been the core of its activity. And that was what
0: inspired you to say, you want to be able to follow this calling of doing something for your community. So tell me about your stint in politics. What was that like? How did, you, how did you enter politics and what kind of politics yeah. were you in?
1: It was, it was for, uh, It wasn't even a year, it was just a few months uh, that uh, with a group of friends, uh, we just started thinking of creating a uh, political youth group and uh, just helping push uh, some of our ideas and this was many years back again in in Cali and um, we started meeting and brainstorming about the types of initiatives we wanted to undertake and push for. And then soon after uh, you start realizing that, uh, and this is not anything against uh, uh, politicians, but mm-hmm. that, that you have to compromise a lot when yeah. uh, you, um, you enter into politics. And uh, it scared me, thinking that I would lose a part of my soul in that process. Mm-hmm. And uh, I soon realized, okay, no, this is not for me. I uh, just don't want to, to get into the quality size. It's a lot of listening
0: to your listening to your instincts, listening to your soul, listening to what 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 drives you. And I, I think you're right that you know at least eighty percent of our sort of waking hours are spent at work. So it needs to be something that you enjoy and something that that you believe in. Uh,
1: exactly. Because
0: otherwise, it'll it'll tear you apart. I think. Exactly. Um, so you're 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 you've come out of this this political youth group and no compromises and you're in a high school and you've decided okay the next step is to leave high school and and get a job what what happens then?
1: So I went uh, knowing that I what I wanted to do I uh, studied business administration uh, mm-hmm. in Cali. And then when the opportunity came to uh, get an internship and get my first job, uh, I looked for uh, opportunities to work uh, in groups that would allow me to uh, lead or work or be part of programs that would support business growth in my region. So uh, I got my first job with uh, the Chamber of Commerce and again with that international mindset. I started working for the Trade Point Unit, which helped uh, local companies identify leads and opportunities internationally and uh, help them connect. So that's how I started, and soon after that, I um, moved on to uh, working with the Colombian Government Trade Bureau, uh, doing exports promotion. So had the opportunity of working with companies across my region within many different sectors, helping them implement uh, their internationalization strategies and helping them uh, implement uh, very specific tactics, go to events and uh, go to, to other countries and connect with potential uh, business counterparts, and so that's that's what I did uh, next. And in that process, uh, I wanted to uh, strengthen my um, education. I in, in that process, I got uh, a, a master's in international business in in Colombia, in my hometown. But then I also wanted to have that uh, exposure to uh, other cultures, other markets, and um, learn from that. And uh, I came to the US uh, many years ago uh, to do a master's, I went to New York, I went to Columbia University and did a master's in international affairs. And my goal was to go back to Colombia and apply uh, what I had learned and continue working uh, for for our companies and helping our companies grow, uh, grow internationally. So uh, in, in the process of being here, I met who today is my husband, and <laughs> 21 years after, here I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up staying uh, in the U.S., uh, but uh, I always wanted to continue doing economic development work. So that's, that's, uh, that's where I am today. I went from uh, the exports promotion side. I had the opportunity right out of uh, my master's uh, uh, here in, in New York. Uh, to do some international remittances work, um, and then went back into exports promotion, uh, working for the U.S. Soybean Export Council. Had the opportunity of working with the U.S. Soybean Farmers in promoting the use of soy um, in the aquaculture industry. So wow. um, that was that was very interesting uh, and and lots of fun uh, in that work. And from there, I got uh, to this side of economic development, which is more the business attraction, retention, and expansion. And uh, I had the opportunity of working in South Carolina. That's the other thing. I've moved a lot across the U.S. (laughs) I've lived in many different places, which which I think has given me many different perspectives, and that has been very important uh, for my job. So in in South Carolina, I worked uh, in economic development, doing business development as well, uh, business attraction, retention, and expansion for one of the communities in in South Carolina. And then I got on the other side of the table, working with uh, consulting and consulting for companies that are making those expansion or location decisions, and helping those companies come down to identifying what is that optimal community, that optimal location for their facilities. So I had the opportunity of seeing that business side and how businesses are making those location decisions, as well as work with the communities and see how our communities competing for winning these opportunities. So it brought uh, another perspective, to to my line uh, of work. And then for two years, and this was just in the heels of uh, the start of COVID, I uh, started my my own consulting business, doing Mm -hmm. as well uh, this uh, location consulting, what's known as site selection. Mm -hmm. And um, then in that process, uh, the opportunity to come to Minnesota and lead the business development team uh, for the state uh, came. I grabbed it, so uh, it's been, I'm entering my third year at the job, Uh, so, uh, and I love it. Wonderful, so tell me a little bit about, about, you know,
0: moving from place to place, from, from New York to South Carolina to Minnesota to all of these places, what, what, what gave you the confidence to just pick up and, and move for a job, or you know what what advice would you give about being willing to sort of just brute yourself and move for a job
1: i think i don 't think much about it i I really think that um, you know we have to keep ourselves flexible and i and I think also that's that 's not usually how i or traditionally how i was i I try to prescribe. My future and the path that I wanted to undertake and then I learned in that process that life is not prescribed and that you have to leave your options open and that sometimes what we think is not what we wanted may end up contributing to getting you back to where you wanted to be. So um, I think I've always been flexible and open and kept my mind open. And again, as long as I think the, the, the job in itself, if, if that's something that I feel it completes me, it fulfills me is what drives me. So uh, that, that's what's driven pretty much those decisions of going from one place To the other and just not thinking much about it is just taking on that opportunity and finding uh the best thing in each of them so um that's that's how i i I, i'm not um yeah i I don't over analyze it of course with my family having kids having a husband uh, who also has a career and Mm -hmm. uh is ambitious as well uh now there are more more thoughts and, and more consideration that needs to be brought to the table. But uh, I think I'm very um, risk. Uh, what's the word? I'm forgetting the word. A risk. Uh, uh, risk tolerant. Exactly. When <laughs> it comes to moving uh, to 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 different places. So what
0: if it ha- if one of the moves didn't work out? Then
1: what? Um. Uh, it happened. Once,
0: ah, uh, so tell me about then, that.
1: <laughs> so we moved, and, and I don't want to call out the 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 place don't, we yeah, to yeah. with my husband. Uh, but we just didn't like living in that place, and uh, we just decided looking for opportunities in a different place, and we found them, and uh, we just moved to that different place. Uh, so that's how that that happened. Um. So, so yes, it's, it's happened, uh, in our lives, but I have to say we've been lucky that, uh, except for that one occasion, um, we've lived in, in, in fantastic places. And not to say that that one place wasn't, uh, it just wasn't a good place. It just wasn't what, what fulfilled the family as a whole. I, I think we, we as a family had, um, needs and and there were just some things that were in there and and that's what uh drove uh that that decision wonderful so it's about being
0: flexible and keeping your options open and also not being too too um risk averse and being willing to take the chance knowing that if it doesn't work out then you make a new plan exactly wonderful so in all of these, in all of these roles, what do you think helped you going from one role to the next role? How did you, you know, when how did you make a decision? Okay, it's time to go for the next role and, and how did you prepare yourself? I see that education was really important to you. You wanted to make sure that you got very prepared for these roles. You let passion drive you. But how did you sort of take a decision, okay, it's time to level up to the next thing and and this is how I look for the next job?
1: Uh when when that passion starts subsiding, uh mm-hmm. that's that's the moment I feel uh you know it's time for me to to look for other opportunities that will wake me up every day mm-hmm. uh with yeah. with that that intention and that uh that desire to, to do things. Uh so uh that that's been the point when I start feeling okay, this is just not not doing it uh, for me, and, and it's been uh, that trigger to start looking for new opportunities. Okay, and
0: what have you found that been, it has been really um, useful in that, in that search? So a lot of the things that you've been in would have provided amazing networking opportunities, you know, from the Chamber of Commerce to working with Pro Columbia to, you know, um well i I'm not even sure the Soybean Association would have provided a lot of networking i don't know much about would it okay, so tell us about what were the what were the tools that you employed to sort of get the next job or to 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 be noticed or to to be seen to get the next job
1: so i think you you hit the nail in the head uh with uh networking has been very important uh also building relationships uh in uh, our jobs are And especially in this line of work, economic development is about relationships and building and keeping those relationships uh, Mm -hmm. is very important. So something that I've been very fortunate uh, of having uh, very supportive bosses and um, I still keep in touch with them and uh, to to a certain extent, some more than others, but uh, I, I it's always important to leave that door open. Uh, I've had opportunities where I've connected back with my first boss, and I still can do that. Uh, I, I don't feel something's happened that's deteriorated that relationship and I cannot go back to to connecting with that person to ask advice or guidance. So um that's always been very important for me uh, building uh creating those relationships but at the same time maintaining them uh networking in our space uh in economic development it's critical and uh that's that's helped me uh take those networks into my new job opportunities so in the work i do today i connect with many people i've known through the years that uh, are in different regions and different lines of work that support the work I do. So I call on those people and their expertise now that I'm doing this job and and the same for for other experiences. So that I would say that's that's been a critical component. Um, And uh, again, I think uh, something that I I also um, bring into my my jobs uh, or my, my uh, experience is um, being able to have the flexibility and the openness to consider everybody you work with. Uh, I think that we cannot uh, do our jobs if we don't have people surrounding us that also lo- ideally love what they do and are convinced of, the contribution they are making through their jobs and, and through the work they do. So that's also been important for me as, as a leader. Um, I want to make sure that people understand the the importance and uh, the relevance of the work we do and why we do things. Uh, not uh, to impose things just because I, wanted, I want those things to be that way, but more uh, because I want people to understand how important that is, and that they understand also how what they do contributes to mm-hmm. what we are doing as a team. So I think I always brought that into uh, the different roles that I've had, and I think that the more experience, uh, the more responsibility I've gained, that's gave me, given me more confidence uh, to be able to to be more forceful, more assertive in in bringing those those ways of interacting and working uh, with the teams I've had the opportunity of working with. So,
0: when you work with teams, you want to make sure that you're getting uh, sort of the. the. Tell me about how you are more forceful and, and as you get more confident. Tell me, a li- unpack that a little bit for me.
1: So, I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, a younger me uh, probably would would have been more intimidated about uh, pushing with uh, something I thought was the right thing to do. Uh, mm. If I got pushback back from, uh, you know, someone with more authority. But I think that as we we grow more confident in our roles, uh, that also gives us that, um, that confidence that mm-hmm. we, 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 we are doing things right and if we don't yeah. let's let's take into consideration what other others in the team and others uh points of view uh to to steer in the right direction so um that's what i mean by by that i feel that okay. uh of course when we start in our careers uh there is always that um we need to gain that confidence that mm-hmm yes this is this is right and uh not because someone has more authority or at a certain time or even more experience or more experience that doesn't mean you
0: that your experience doesn't matter into
1: consideration exactly absolutely
0: because you would have a completely different lived experience and so you may see something know something um be aware of something that they may not exactly so tell me about, but, you know, isn't, isn't pushback or, or successful pushback, I guess, a lot about not just what you're pushing back about, but how you push back. Um, tell me what you've learned in that area. I think that might be really useful. Yes.
1: And, and I also, uh, and that's, I, I love that question because, um, you know, that's another important component. I, I again, relationships are key. And building those relationships uh, and how you build them and how you treat people and how you take people into consideration and their opinions and their feelings into consideration uh, is very important. And, And that's always been very important for me. It's been important when I choose a job to identify what type of leader I have guiding me and also being there uh, for me for my team. And, uh, you know, making sure that uh, there is there is understanding and that I can work well with my boss, for example, that that's been key for me. But I also want to create that same environment for my team. I want people to feel safe and confident uh, of bringing forward their thoughts, their opinions, with respect. Uh, I emphasize that a lot. Uh, Respect is very important in in building those relationships and in how you interact uh, with with people. So um, I I build that environment and I try and I I, I strive for building that type of environment that is open, it's uh, flexible and that uh, is respectful of what people have to say. Um, so that's been very important for me in building those relationships and, and ensuring that, that it's done with, with respect. So
0: how do you, how do you create that environment of, you know, of respect, of openness? How do you get people to come to you and, and be willing to share with you what their ideas are and be willing to, to push back when that's necessary? How do you create
1: that environment? I think I have many different touch touch uh touch points uh, with with my team uh we meet uh we also have to be conscious of how we balance uh the need for a meeting and of course uh, the time that needs to go into into our work but uh I do have uh frequent touch points with my team one on one but also as a team and um I think what's important is not only in in how you approach the team and how you take the feedback that they provide through these open opportunities where we have the the entire team together, Um, but also whether you are also taking action over what they are suggesting uh, or, or, uh, or if you are not in agreement that we all discuss why it doesn't make sense or why it would. So uh, I think that acting upon what people are recommending or having that discussion as to, you know what, I I, I like your idea, but I feel we need to do this so that we avoid having a, a thought of conversation about it and then acting upon uh, whatever agreement you come down to. So uh, I think uh, creating that space where people can provide that feedback through your meetings and being respectful of the feedback that is provided without uh, I have it and and, and I try to encourage that people don't. uh, If someone is providing an idea that we listen, and that we um, if we have an opportunity for discussion afterwards and to look at pros and cons, uh, but also that there is that space for implementing what people are. Uh, recommending and suggesting and that you are really taking that seriously taking it on board and and really listening and
0: and actioning the the feedback that you get and over time that builds trust correct okay so what are you most proud of in your career
1: uh i have to say um that there have been doubts and and uh you know, sometimes you don't know if you are in the right path and whether uh, you made the right decision and uh, whether you should jump ship and go somewhere else and take another opportunity. But I can say that I'm proud of having persisted and uh, up to this point and uh, to 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 be strong, to be able to live through the challenges that I've faced and feel where I am is where I need to be at this point in my life. Uh, I think that 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 realization of it was worth uh, probably feeling the, the despair or the doubt uh, at these specific moments in, in my life. Um, but it made sense, it led me to where I am today. And, and, and I'm very happy, I love my job, I love what I do. Um, so if it hadn't been because of, of taking or having done those things that at points felt like the wrong thing to do, probably I wouldn't be here. So I think I, I, I feel most proud of just being persistent with what I wanted. And many times I felt like I wanted to throw the towel um uh, but i pushed through uh so again there is still a a long path ahead but uh i have to say that uh i'm i'm very happy where where, where we uh, i am today so um that's i have to to say that would be it that's
0: so interesting i think a lot of times you know when you face periods of doubt or when you you sort of end up in a place where you're you're happy and you're content and you're you you feel like you're exactly where you need to be, you know, exactly at this point in your life. You can look back at so many other times where you didn't get the job or you didn't get the the promotion or you 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 know things didn't work out exactly the way that you had planned and you thought oh disaster, and then you realize fast forward, you know, once you are content that everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to, the 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 failed move, the the multiple moves, the you know, the job that you didn't love, the relationship that didn't work out. You realize all of those things lead up to a single moment. And until you're in that moment, you don't realize why everything happened, but it wouldn't, it couldn't have happened any other way. And so all of the grief and despair and, you know, heartbreak and heartache were all for a good reason. I think if there were one thing I could tell my younger self, it would be that just, you know, everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. So just hang on through the turns and the curves. What about you? What advice would you give your younger self?
1: That to be very persistent. uh, Also, again, um, I I think I wanted to have my life planned uh, from the very beginning and and have every step evaluated and know that I wanted to go here, go there. Uh, So I, I, would tell myself uh, that life has many different ways of getting us uh, where where we want to get, uh, but we have to be persistent and be flexible and keep our minds and our chances open along the way and uh, but but it's also important that as we are taking those chances that probably don't correspond to the prescription that we had for our lives that we also persist in looking and going after those things that we feel is what we want. So um, persistence and and flexibility and and non-prescriptive uh, strict non- and
0: <laughs> a non-prescriptive exactly. approach. But you know what? What um, I still I'm still trying to reconcile for me is that there. There are times when you know you, you hit a roadblock and you need to stop because that's just not the right path for you. And there are other times when you hit a roadblock and it means that you need to push harder that the in my view the universe is testing me to see do you really want this? Because if you really want this you would continue to try. And I'm still not sure that I have the right that I can see a closed door and figure out, is it one that I need to push on or is it one that I need to walk away from? Um, what are your thoughts on that? How do you know when, when it's time to walk away versus time to push?
1: I don't think I've ever known. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm acting upon uh, you know how, how I feel and how I perceive that moment uh, to be, whether I feel it right or whether I feel, you know what, and i've I've done both mm-hmm. jumping and saying, "Okay, this is it for me," and I've just pushed through and kept at it uh until just one day I feel okay this is this is it, this is the limit, and I need to move on um so I don't know whether those were at those different situations uh the the right decisions to make to make i all i have to say is where i am today is where i want to be right at this moment and if what i did in the past contributed to guiding me here then i guess those were the right decisions but we 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 cannot judge those until time has passed, I think it's very, very hard uh, to to realize, and we won't know uh, until we we let time do its magic, whether we made the right decision or not. So, yeah. So you never know. So goes.
0: so always push, and then if it doesn't open, then you know that's not your door. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what's the best advice you've ever received? Um
1: it's very simple uh i remember one one friend i met through one of my my jobs uh who is a very good friend uh today she told me pick your bottles and that was it's a very Such simple advice. advice, but that's good advice. But it opened my eyes right at that moment. That th- those were magic words, and it helped guide how I pick my bottles and what things yeah. I really were stressed about. Oh and not God. not that I can apply it always, mm-hmm. but but I try to tell that myself when I find in those moments of of okay, we need to push for these, or we need to. And sometimes it's like. Our lives are finite, and uh, we just have finite time to work with. And we have to let some things go, and we need to push on other ones. So picking my battles and knowing where I need to be pushing um, has been very important advice for me. Oh my gosh, that is such great advice.
0: You know, I I tell my team all the time. So let's say if there are ten battles, I the younger me would fight all ten. The, the, the me now who's had a little more experience will pick one, but I will say to my team, you know, that one, let it go, let it, leave it alone. Not a big deal. Don't let it stress you. Don't bother with it. Don't fight it. But this one, this battle we're going to fight, this is the hill I am willing to die on. So if I'm fighting the battle, trust me, I will win or die. So, and I think
1: that's... no advice pick the bottle yeah yes and and you you are making me realize you know when we when we start uh early in our careers uh you know those bottles are just my bottles but when you are leading a team uh it's not only your bottle is is everybody else's and uh you have people bringing to you their own bottles should i ideas and should, so yeah. you you also need to start thinking in terms of that team and and the many different um, ideas and considerations and things that are a priority and relevant to your team and helping again steer that that sheep and and being able to to synchronize your own uh, thinking and perceptions with that of your team and and uh being able to to push ahead for for that common uh, Idea or, or goal. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was uh, great. Very simple, but probably the best advice I've been given. Absolutely wonderful.
0: Catalina, thank you so much for your time with me today. I really appreciated it. And I love the best advice. Pick your battles. I think that's something that certainly um, our younger selves could have benefited a lot from. And now, you know, you, you can't, you don't want to use up all your ammunition by fighting too many battles. What you wanna do is to be very, very strategic about when and where you fight and what you're willing to fight for and what really means something you know, don't fight for the sake of fighting. I love that. I love that. I love the openness and flexibility and, and knowing that you will land on your feet, being confident and building your confidence over time to know that, you know, here's where I need to push back and here's where I need to interject and, and here's how I create a trusting environment for my team to make sure that they're able to push back and, and I get the best out of them and the best ideas and, and really listen and implement. I think That's something that people don't necessarily focus on. They're like, listen to the ideas, but they don't necessarily move towards implementation. And that makes a big difference. If people see you implementing the ideas of others, they will believe that ideas have value. So, all of these were absolute gems. I really appreciated talking to you so much. The time has flown by. And so thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did and learned as much as I did in this conversation. Thank you for joining us. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Getting to the Top, where we interview transformational leaders about their leadership journey. Thank you.